Uh, by the way, I totally missed the boat. I totally missed the boat and not making party in the parking lot. Our uh, from Five Street Law, our our opening theme song. Matt and Ethan review music. Zeal and Ardor. Yes. Listeners, we talked about Zeal and Ardor. How this is probably going to go is the episode where we talked about, Matt and I talked about Zeal and Ardor will probably go before you you listen to this episode. Otherwise, the context is kind of all fucked up. (laughs) But uh, we talked about a band last week because I wrote a paper on it. And uh, named Zeal and Ardor, which is a, a black metal band that incorporates uh, like black, like African-American black music kind of in, in the genre. And, and it does some really interesting stuff. And uh, we've, we had a pretty cool conversation about it. And then, uh, and that was sort of it. And then the next day, Matt drops me a text and it's like, so this is not what I expected. <laughs> and, not and, and I was, I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know you were going to listen to it. That's cool. <laughs> And so we're going to take a moment and record a quick backstreet hookah chats uh, about Zeal and Ardor. So, Matt. Yes. Zeal and Ardor, what do you think? Well, whenever you think of, you know, black metal, you think of like Swedish death metal, right? You, you sure. think of like a bunch of guttural noise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, my, my band just played a, a, a show last weekend. It was a benefit show for uh, a, a local musician who passed away. He had cancer. Uh, he was a couple of years younger than me. He played bass and he was pretty well liked and well respected and well known in the community. Um, he was involved in a lot of bands that were original bands, right? Not sellout mm-hmm. bands like my band, but like original bands. And they all do either, either hardcore, which is mm. like slowed down and aggressive punk, right? And, or, or like death metal, which is the, the, my perception of death metal, which is grunting and howling and you can't really understand them. And they sound really angry about something and you can't really figure out why they're all wearing black. You know, they, they all, nobody moves on stage. They look very solemn. This is they stuff very, that I like. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they're not in, in my, you know, and for me, like my style of music is Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. And like, if you've which ever I seen, like an, too. if you've ever seen an Iron Maiden show, it is, not that at all nope. i mean there's a lot of you know connotations with you know spiritualism and, and and you know the devil music and iron maidens there's iconography you know they got number of the beasts and things like that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's all theatric it's very theatrical whereas like uh your typical death metal band isn't as theatrical in, in nature you know they're a lot more somber yeah. a lot more serious and they don't really bring a lot of artistic uh they don't use a lot of color you know everything's yeah. black and white very you know depressing and with zeal and ardor like the first thing i noticed whenever i punched them up was like their youtube videos are not the typical you know sad foreboding black black and white like marilyn manson yeah. styled you know and, and even though they are they're chanting about Satan, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
they 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 have a very uh cinematically they have a very good uh approach everything looks beautiful right yeah and and instrumentally you would expect it to just be a bunch of screeching and howling and noise mm-hmm. and it's anything but with nope. with with all the um this for lack of a better term slave chants right yeah yeah they're, yeah. they're traditional african-american well they're i'm sure that they're not you know the original songs the way yeah, they were yeah. written, it's, they're it's, written it's in the style of like those style right those old african-american slave chains right now that these are glorifying the dark one but mm. the way that they're done they're very musical um the the vocals are very intelligent they're very coherent and they make a lot of they make a lot of sense in terms of you know continuing a storyline or driving whom a point um it's not at all what i expect from the death metal scene um and i was very pleasantly surprised with it i can't see no devil in the field as many trees and pots as many seas i can't see no devil in the field come on down come on down i can't see That's good. I'm very glad. I I uh, think the Zealand Order. Now, in terms of it being "quote unquote" devil music, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about this last week. But my perception of it is it's been like um, it's almost supposed to be shock rock in a way because sure. like they know that like the devil music is going to disturb white people. Mm-hmm. right because we're the ones that freak out about it um but it also the way that the way that the songs are written and the way that they speak uh it almost feels like they're glorifying the god of the oppressed mm-hmm. which is supposed to be the one that we glorify yeah, right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but he calls it he calls it satan you know yeah whereas we yeah. call it god and it seems blood. like the same entity. Now, of course, he's talking about blood and, you know, sure. blood in the riverbed and, you know, yeah. but, you know, that's just Old Testament shit, man. Like that all yeah, happened in like the that's... Old Testament. So what, what's your what's your yeah, take there? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you picked up, up on a lot of that. When I wrote about this band, so I love the band like the, I, I one of the things that's kind of kind of amazing about Zealand Ardor. And I think this is true of all of their records. They really only have three records. They have three records and a live album. Um, but but I find their them to be sort of endlessly replayable. You know, it's really catchy yeah. music. Um, and and what I one of the things I wrote a lot about in this paper that I wrote on them is because they because of the style because because the Negro spiritual style is so associated with 
um, yes, with liberation, yes, with freedom, yes, with kind of all this stuff, but it's so associated with Christianity. It's so associated with, with um, you know, Jesus and God mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff. When um, Zealand Order takes that and, and makes it satanic, uh, on one hand, it, it it becomes the catchiest satanic music you've ever heard. <laughs> right. Which is, which is really and it really does have a good hook. You know, it, it really, really does. does. It really it, does have really a good does. musicality. To it. Um, blood, blood in the River, which is one of my favorite yeah. songs, you know, blood, blood in the River is, is one of those um, almost hypnotically good songs where right. where it's it's just one hook after the other. Um, and then all the layering and, and, and the way. Manuel Ganu, who's the vocalist, who's the multi-instrumentalist for, for, the, for the group, Manuel Ganu layers all of his vocals and, and makes it all kind of work together. A good guy's a dead one. A good guy's a one that brings the fire. A good guy's a dead one. A good guy's a one that brings the fire. Good love's a dark one. A good love's a one that Um, I just think it's really good, but but I wrote I, what I wrote about is 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 how jarring that is in a really good way. Is is here is this music musicality that we're kind of trained to to experience as a kind of worship music, like a kind of worship music for God for for the Christian right. God, and then Zealand Arter pulls a fast one on us and and says, "Ha ha." your body just responded positively to the devil. You know, right. like, like there's, this, there's this really interesting kind of, kind of dynamic there. And because one of the, and I talked about this a little bit about this in, in last week when we talked about kind of the bulk of my paper, because blackness in, in, in a particular framework is sort of understood as evil, you know, this, what Zealand Order does is, is really draws together all this tension in in all of the various ways in which we westerners are sort of trained to see the world and experience the world and hear the world and and it all comes out in the music in this really kind of um often disturbing way um if we think about it too much you know if we're just sort of experiencing it you're like wow that's really cool but like I think that I think that if like the conservative Christian crowd ever got a hold of zeal and ardor, they would they would be very disturbed, like like they and, would not know what to make of it. And I think that that would be the intent. Yeah. From the artist, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I, I, I feel it's important to mention, particularly about the, the, the content in zeal and ardor is it seems like the expressions of faith or the expressions of revenge or the expressions of oppression that we hear throughout the themes in the songs 
come from a place where the artist has experienced those before, right? Mm-hmm. The artist has, has lived that experience before that, that, that of the oppressed, that of the downtrodden, that, so um, it, it comes with a sense of, uh, um, I don't want to say authority, but a, a sense of, of, I guess you could call it like a righteousness. Yeah. Where, where it speaks to the pain or speaks to the experience of the artist, right? It's something mm-hmm. that I don't really think that modern white evangelical Christians have in the same way. Now they manufacture their victimhood, you know, yeah. because we're asked to put on a mask, you know, our freedoms are being violated, or you know, mm-hmm. because somebody didn't say Merry Christmas. So they manufacture these sort of these sort of outside threats or, or these outside oppressions, and then they fight through it with the you know their good Christian music. But I feel that it, the 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 soulfulness of zeal and ardor comes from a place of legitimate oppression, a place of legitimate, uh, you know, experience in a yeah. way that wasn't manufactured, that wasn't that wasn't you know set up to make him feel better about himself and to make him feel like a hero, right? Yeah. Like he he actually lived the experience, whereas it seems a lot of the the quote unquote oppression for white Christian evangelicals is is invented to sort of make us feel like we're the superheroes that are overcoming these incredible odds whenever we invent the odds so that we can feel better about them and that does not seem present in this music i i have to agree with you i i think that that's a good analysis um of the whole thing so so their most recent record is an is a record called wake of the nation Right. And it's uh, it's about police brutality. And and um, in some parts of that record, I don't know if you've listened to anything from the record, but I've it, just seen clips from YouTube yeah. is pre- pretty much the the I, extent of what my research was on. I haven't done all of their sure. uh, music, but I mean, from what I've seen and heard, I, I really liked it. But go ahead about the new album. You, you're good. And it's. um it's a really brutal record. And so like right. Zealand order, uh, you know, is, is, is there, the songs that you've mentioned pretty much all have kind of the harsh vocal moment, right? Like right. Uh, blood in the river is, is mostly singing, but and it's but, a, that's a great song by the way. And it really is a great song, but it's augmented kind of by, by the, the, the typical black metal shriek that Manuel Gnu kind of gives kind of within it. And so there's, there's really tip what, what we might call typical black metal moments of tremolo guitar picking and, and double bass drums and, and, and the shriek. The Wake of a Nation uh, album is probably sonically uses that the most. You know, he, he spends the most amount of time kind of in, in sort of black metal shriek world. Uh, and with um, with plent with still plenty of of kind of clean melodic vocals kind of throughout it, but but what makes um, Wake of the Nation really interesting uh, is is there a song is is lyrically often throughout that record, with the exception of the last uh, song on the record which I ended up writing about, um, 
pretty much every lyric is is a, a lyric from you know a, a a black person in the news right who, who've been either hurt by police or kind of traumatized by by these different things the first track on that album is is just an album called, is a song called vigil where where it's the most sort of rhythm and blues oriented track right. and and each lyric is just another sound bite that that he's singing you know from uh you know the family of eric garner or or from you know whatever well it's uh, called i can't breathe slash vigil yes yes that's exactly right i can't breathe it's a cell phone please don't shoot i need to get home Um, whereas, and, but so, so I think, I think that there's some really interesting kind of points there that Manuel Ganu is sort of acting as kind of a representative of, of black people, you know, and so he kind of takes that on in his music. And then I think there are also very clear moments there there's anger in, in these albums that is very obviously personal, you know, like, like, right. And it's authentic. And it's authentic. Yeah. It's authentic. It's not manufactured. It's it's I mean, there's a, a a real reason why this guy or this this group is upset. Like there's mm-hmm. an authentic issue there. Mm-hmm. But I think this, the way yeah. that they present everything is so artful. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the, the album art for for the wake of the nation. Mm-hmm. Right. It is two nightsticks inverted to make mm-hmm. an upside down cross i mean right. that's brilliant now you see lots of death metal you know pictures of you know demonic entities like tearing people apart or cannibal corpse where there's like a disemboweled yeah, woman and yeah. she's crucified or something you know <laughs> right, but it's right. it's really it's really gothic and it's really it's really just kind of uh gore porn yeah if you will yeah. there's not a whole lot of uh uh legitimate context to it whereas mm-hmm. i find zealand order whenever they put something out there it's pointing like like that and it's a that's a simple thing it's not a really complex image but it boy does it say a lot yeah <laughs> you know? no, I, and, it, and you're exactly right right you're exactly right you're exactly right the the other the other piece to this that is interesting is they pull something that the X clan sort of does. It's not right. quite the same where, so the X clan, when we talked about the X clan, we talked about how the X clans to the East blackwards is an Afro futuristic album that, that, right. it, that it's sort of from a genre perspective, it presents this sort of alternative reality uh, of, of black people as being these sort of interstellar beings. And Zeal um, and is not an Afro futuristic project but but many of their songs sort of do something like that where where they sort of present uh, an alternative reality in which um black folks uh turn to the devil for their freedom right and so and and as a result there there are certain tracks on all of their records that kind of take on this really interesting life of their own there's a track on the first record, the devil is fine record. Well, the song, the devil is fine is it mm. does that by itself, you know, and it, that's in no way black. Metal. No, it's not. That You're song exactly right. itself is not at all like black metal. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's very, it's 
very much a, a call and response Negro spiritual, you know, and 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 the 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 psalm is about uh, a young slave being, you know, introduced to the ways of the world, and part of the ways of the world is, let me tell you about the devil, you know, let me yeah. tell you about Satan. Little one gotta heat my water. Devilish kind, heat coming early morning. And, and the song is about this this young slave in the end, um, having listened to the good news of Satan, taking up a knife to kill his master, to kill right. to kill the white man. And uh, and the song's really ambiguous, like the song's ambiguous on whether or not he succeeds or not, right. because because the last line of the song is the same as the first line. And so right. is there a new young person that now they have to talk to to, to tell them? But what, what makes that album really interesting is um, each kind of singing track on that record seems to sort of be like that. Um, the song right after that, I wrote, about, I wrote about this song in my paper, is a song called In Ashes. Mm -hmm. And it's a short song. And it's got a lot of black metal in it. But it, and, and it's, it, it, it's, it's really just like two lines. Burn the young The crimson stains from the field. And and the song, it you're the song is is either a lynching, you know, black mm -hmm. folks watching a lynching, or black folks participating in like a satanic sacrifice. Right. Or and Manuel Gnu might say, or it's the same thing at once, you know, yeah. because maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's it. Like, and and it's really great because it's like, who? It's so ambiguous, and you don't know what's going on. What is going on with these black folks? Like, what is happening in this? Yeah. Movie? Well, I um, think he's drawing a distinction, a parallel between the the two acts. Right? Mm -hmm. They're not they're not fundamentally all that different. They're both kind of no. you know, evil. <laughs> they're both evil. <laughs> um, and then blood in the river, you know, is, is, is about the death of God and, and, you know, a good Lord is a dark one, which could mean two different things too. Yeah, like it could right. mean, it could mean a good Lord is a black guy or the good Lord is the devil, or maybe it's right. the same thing, you know, and, and, oh man, it's so good. It's and, so and that, good. and that song, that track in particular is the one that really makes me, um, kind of invert the Christianity on it. To where, you know, it's not presented as the devil is evil. Sure. Right. Um, if 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 opposing the white man and opposing the oppressors is evil, then so be it. It seems to be what he says. You know, mm -hmm. like that is a god or the devil is uh, an entity of liberation in that song. Mm -hmm. And it's identical to what Christians have been singing about for 2000 years. You know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's some great stuff. The second record is is probably its most melodic. Yeah. Um, and, and it incorporates a lot of like gospel stuff and, and, and a lot of different things like that. 
that I think are really, really cool. There's a, a really great song. It's not a gospel style song, but there's a great song on, on Stranger Fruit, which is the second record, called Servants, which is just about a, a, a slave uprising. You know, it's all what it's about. And, and the, the chorus is just servants join us, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's just Manuel Ganu getting really creepy. Like, And they just they just run rough shot over everything. Um, and I think that's that's something that makes uh, for me the experience of sort of listening to Zealand Arter really interesting, because on one hand, it's so like you said, so artful. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it, it's hitting. Um, and this is my conclusion in some ways in my paper, it, it might be the first truly black metal band. Right. You know, because black metal as a genre seeks to to transgress these boundaries and invert the order and, and do all of this stuff. Um, but they ultimately fail to do it precisely because so much black metal, not all of it, but so much of it is uh, racist or is um, uh, uh, sort of hearkening back to the a, a kind of older like neo pagan Germanic time, which is to say racist, you know, <laughs> like, like it, <laughs> right. it's there, there's so much to it. They they sort of get, or maybe I can put it another way, they kind of get the devil, even the devil wrong, right? And, and so, but but Zeal and Order is able to do what black metal claims it does. Like we want to create a, a a music that that black metal musicians like we want to create a, a kind of music that disturbs the established order, makes your parents upset and uncomfortable, makes your church upset and uncomfortable, makes you feel like you are on the precipice of something cutting edge and new and primal. Um, but Zealand Art is really the only one that does that. You know? Right. <laughs> like, like, right. And they don't do it through, yeah. they don't do it through uh, methods like shock. Right. Right. So, and I, in a way, if I was a, if I was a white Christian evangelical, I'd be more afraid of a band like Zealand Arter because they make the devil seem to be the sympathetic character. Sure. They make the devil seem to be an appealing character rather than a, a force of awe or a force of, of worship or a force of, of, of revenge or some force of power. They make it feel like a sympathetic uh, creature, if you will, yeah. something that would be worth following, not just the 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 rage screaming, you know, drug addled par- paragon of anarchy and rebellion. But right. but this this is actually uh, the the savvy figure that could that could woo good Christians away from Christ with his manipulative abilities right mm-hmm. this is a more dangerous devil to them it is it is a more, to them you're exactly right it's not only a more dangerous devil but the vision that of, of like the world of like of like what might make what might be a better world right manuel Ganu kind of puts forward is a vision that is fundamentally scary to white black metalers you know because it's, it's, it's more real than like 
burning sulfur pits of fire. You know, right. it's more real that you could just like your child doesn't love you anymore. That's a yeah. that's a real thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's one thing to have like demons popping out of the closet. It's another thing to have like your child not love you anymore or reject yeah. you. And this devil can can do that. Exactly, exactly. Um, there's a, a story that's happening in Christian World Map where um, the Southern Baptist Convention is staging this basically over the last year staging this crazy war against critical race theory which is you know it's it's just the next you know we don't like pc culture we don't like cancel culture we don't like critical race it's the next thing like that and and to anybody who is even remotely educated there's nothing to be upset about with critical race theory like it's just a it's it's just a form of reading texts or thinking about race or understanding stuff like that. But the Southern Baptist convention is really going all out to like ban it from colleges that they control or, or stuff like that. Well, you've got to have an enemy somewhere. And if you, you can't find one, you got to make one. That's right. <laughs> and, and people are like certain folks in the Southern Baptist convention are leaving the convention, not necessarily over this specific thing, but over, but over the the anti-intellectualism and the, you know, stuff like that. And so, folks, some folks are different. Folks are leaving, and one of the things that has happened is Southern Baptist Convention. Some of the the people who are against critical race theory in their kind of doctrine theology, you know, circles, are starting to embrace these um, uh, uh, conservative atheist political theorists who are also against critical race theory and they're embracing them as sort of a part of the fold because if there's one thing that southern baptists and apparently conservative atheists can agree on is black and brown people need to shut the fuck up you know <laughs> like i don't know why but but like this is sort of i think i bring this up because this is kind of what makes zeal and ardor a little bit better of a black metal band than other black metal bands is that they're able to kind of point to the thing that unites um, evangelicals to typical white black metalers, you know, and right. say, we're going after that. That, yeah. the, that, that thing that unites you, that's who we're attacking. Um, and I find that to be very compelling and, and, and at times very spooky. Uh, right. So I, I'm, I like it a lot. Well, good. I'm glad you listened uh, to, to Zeal and Ardor. I did not ask you. My intention was one day to do a Backstreet Hookah Chats and give you an album. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad that you, that you listened to it, and I'm glad that you liked it. Would you recommend it to your friends? I would. I would. In, in the fact, in the, just the, the, the sheer uh, musicality and instrumentalism and the artfulness of it, I mean, even if you disregard all of the messaging and disregard all of the, you know, politics or religious undertones or whatever, it's just it's just really well produced. It's really well done. The the, the imagery is fantastic. So like just on the, in terms of like looking at a piece of art. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, now yeah. it's not always my my taste in music, um, mm -hmm. but. I mean, black metal in general is not my taste in music, but this is not that. This is not, right. this does not sound like 
what I had preconceived a death metal album to sound like. So mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Now, is it is it something that I'm going to listen to every single day? Probably not. But I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it in a way that uh, that I didn't expect to. So, right. yeah, I would recommend right. it. Solid. I so all three it. of you listening to the podcast, check it out. Order. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few more than three. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Well, we're going to make that a Backstreet Hookah Chats episode. 